in West Des Moines. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. It's after the hour of 11 o'clock. We welcome you back to Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Coming up, oh, in 15 minutes or thereabout, Rob Doster from the Field of 68. We'll do a little college basketball from a national perspective with Doster. Look forward to catching up with him. I believe there'll be his first appearance, uh, well, certainly of the season. You didn't have him last week, did you? No, no. Um so we'll get Doster in here, and then we will do a little MLB, a little hot stove with Matt Snyder. You're telling me you weren't listening to the show every day while you were away? <laughs> no, I never even Jeez. thought about it, to be honest with you. Man, what kind of partner are you? Yeah. Well, I was busy. Yes. I was busy. Did a lot of and work. Anything fun down there? Any good stories? I mean... Not good stories. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful spot. Tucson, Los Ventana. Mm-hmm. There was more sports betting company participation than ever before. Because this is a horse racing... It's racing and gaming symposium. Okay. And normally it had been all horse, but now mm-hmm. sports such a big, big role in it. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. A lot of people I haven't seen for a long time. It was canceled last year. A lot mm-hmm. of stuff was. Uh, so, anyways, Rob Doster and Matt Snyder coming up. Just real quick, I heard from uh, our friend Joe O'Donnell. Yeah. The now radio voice of the Minnesota Wild. He was in town this morning. Um, I think his family's still here, so he's commuting back and forth. At least that was the plan last time we spoke to him. We're going to have him on next week because January 1st is that little event at Target Field, the Winter Classic, which, yeah, I get it. It's hockey. It gets overshadowed, but it's a pretty cool event. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Outdoor hockey, Target Field, the Blues in the Wild, and uh, Joe O'Donnell. Uh, fulfilling a dream of getting to the NHL and being a play-by-play voice. Couldn't be happier for him. One of the good guys in the business, and we will catch up with him next week. Ben Gislason from the Iowa Wild at some point this week, but good for Joe. Man, the team that he works for, they're pretty good. They are. It's How about that? Rough couple of nights over the weekend, but they played It was really the end of a road trip, though. It was. I was uh, looking forward in the schedule. So another idea that was percolating, maybe making a stop up north, you know, there's a casino in Northwood. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Another one of our outreach kind of things with Circa's will be at Council Bluffs again on Friday to our Western Iowa listeners. Stop on out and uh, should be a good like, time. I feel a cold coming on. Well, no, I'm going. I'm going. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're doing over there. <laughs> no, I uh, thought I was looking at the schedule and trying to find a time where we could maybe do the show even by hometown. Be fun. Get some people up there of Osage and... <laughs> And then make so a how do you up. get to your hometown from from I thirty five? Yeah, take a hit over. Yeah, go east over on the Avenue of the Saints there, and about two forty miles past. Uh, once you get off the thirty five, you head up north another eight miles, and there you are in lovely Osage. About two hours and <laughs> twenty minutes. Uh huh. So my thought was though, okay, we're going to go up. and We're going to watch a Wild Jets game. Do you know the Jets don't go to Minnesota again this I year? I think they're done. Yeah, they they were there the first. What week. kind of stupid scheduling is that? No, I'm with you. Uh, and when the the Wild have not played in Winnipeg. I don't think. I, I think both games so far, those two clubs have been both in uh, uh, in St. Paul. I wanted to see that. I thought that'd be a fun, you know, it's April a good rivalry. something like that. Yeah, pretty good rivalry. Get up there for Maybe a game. Maybe they'll play in the playoffs. 
Very well could. Well, the Jets have to make it first. Yeah, that could be a problem. That, that could be a problem indeed. So the NFL, Todd McShay's first mock draft, mm-hmm. it's his first mock draft, right, that, uh, yep. that he's put out. I think that uh, uh, Kuyper's already gone on record with his first one. Aiden Hutchinson is rocketing up draft boards. Yes. It's no longer Thibodeau, although I still think he's going to be the first player picked. But Who would Hutchinson, you take? Of those two? Those are the two. Of I've got two. the number one pick. And you need a defensive end, and that's where you're going. Wow. I think Thibodeau. Yeah, it's Hutchinson for me. Is it? Yeah. And I'm a Hutchinson fan. Thibodeau is a great talent. Yeah. Yeah, he's Von Miller. I think. That's what we called him last year, remember? Mm-hmm. When we were talking about the Oregon game, these Von Miller light was the description that we were told from our guy that covered Oregon. Uh, that we had on last year. And how about J.J. Watt light for Aiden Hutchinson? That's pretty good. That is pretty, pretty good. I hope he doesn't have that come with the injuries that well, J.J. Watt. The Lions will have that choice, right? Yes. They're not winning At this game. point, no. No. They didn't screw it up with their win? No, they didn't. I Te- don't think they did. Texans aren't winning again, you wouldn't think. Though do they have Jacksonville one more time? I think they do. It's this weekend. Oh, jeez. It's this weekend, I think. Both teams trying to can lose. Boy, that Jacksonville story. Can you? What? What is this? The worst. Remember, it was always the Bengals uh-huh. or the NBA. Was that you're a Clippers fan and, and you're right. you're you're just uh, sentenced to a Clippers or a Bengals. I think it's the Jaguars now, right? They, they play a couple of games in London every year. I'm convinced Cod's Con, the owner, mm-hmm. is playing the long game with Urban Meyer. He came out yesterday and said that, "Oh no, no, we're not making any hasty decisions." Sure. What I think he's doing, I think he's waiting for Meyer to jump. And then if Meyer jumps to a college job, Ohio State wouldn't take him back, would they? If Ohio State's open, and you can connect some dots that it might be, mm-hmm. would they take him back? No. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And maybe that's what's causing Too much baggage. Precisely. Precisely. So that you're, is, you're connecting dots. Ryan Day goes to the Bears or wherever. I, I am. I and am. Urban says, all right, time to go back. Mm-hmm. Look, he threw his assistants under the bus. Apparently yeah. had a staff meeting and went around the room and asked them to stick up for your resume. What have you ever won? Called them losers. Called them losers. Of course, that that gets leaked out mm-hmm. because people are sick of working for Urban Meyer and sick of him running that franchise. I don't want to say he's destroyed Trevor Lawrence because it's too early to have done that yet. But didn't you think he was going to be Lawrence was going to be a whole lot better? I get that he doesn't have anybody surrounding him. What is it? He's thrown one touchdown the last six games. Is that what it's been? Nine touchdowns, bad? fourteen interceptions. I think are the numbers right now. And one. I TD thought he pass. was a can't miss. I can't miss. He's missing right now. He's missing right now in a big way. And yet the Jaguars played for the, in the AFC Championship game just four years ago. What's that? It's crazy, right? It is. I know. Against the Patriots. Yes. How quickly the worm could turn. More downtrodden. How about the Jets? They've been awful. Well, they just they, they spent their they grabbed their quarterback last year, and I think they might have made a mistake in Zach Wilson. Yeah, New York cannot find a quarterback. Nope. Danny Dimes not the answer no. with the Giants. Yeah, see, I I'm not I'm not oh, willing geez. to go there yet. Yeah, <laughs> I love the football. I know it's a problem. That's a big one. I'm not willing to go. Steve DeBert back yet. there. Yeah, the small hands, the ball falling out all the time, and not happening. They have the Jets taking Stingley. No thanks. I want nothing to do with that guy. Why don't you like him? Well, he's opted out twice. You want to yeah, play but football you know, or not? He doesn't get paid. Yeah. He'll get paid when he's with. Guess the who hasn't opted out? Basically, other every other player we're talking about here, mm-hmm. multiple times. Mm-hmm. Stingley, I'm going to stay away from him. George Karloftis at number five to the Giants. We saw how, how mm-hmm. impactful he is. Mm-hmm. Five, 
pretty high for him. Seems what about the high. locals? Where have they got them? Who's McShane got going to the locals? All right, so we got to scroll. Of course, the Bears. So do the not first have a local draft. would be the Vikings, then, right? Because yeah. the Chiefs and the Packers are coming later. Vikings at fifteen. At fifteen, so no playoffs for them. Ahmad Wag uh, Gardner from Cincinnati, good player, uh, cornerback. Yep, good, good player. player. Yep, he's at fifteen. Speaking of locals, Tyler Linderbaum at number sixteen to Cincinnati. Really, he's a center. Okay. Is he going to go in the top fifteen? I think he is. Wow, I think he is. Plug and play, right? Mm-hmm. Got a Pro Bowler for the next. Is decade. he the only local in the first round of McShay's draft? Has he to is be. not. He's not. There is one more. Oh, the Panther, Trevor Penning. Yeah. To the Ravens at number 22. Makes a ton of sense. And they go for another Iowan mm-hmm. after Marshall Yanda hung yeah, it out, out last well. year. <laughs> Going to go back to the well once again in that one. So who does he have taking, does he have the Packers or the Chiefs picking late? In the, uh, I'll go, I've got, I'm going to go Packers. He's got 32. Nope. At 32, he has Tampa. Okay. He's got a 28 Green Bay. All right, what are they going to take? Wide receiver. Makes sense. That would that would keep 12 happy. Chris Alave. Oh, he's pretty good. <laughs> please no. Now, is he going to As a play? Bears fan, please no. <laughs> Have we heard about the uh, the Buckeyes and their Bulls and no. what they're going to do? I mean, I've already bet Utah. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, I feel And really you're not good. alone. There's a lot of shit. I love Utah. All over Utah. Love Utah. I sent you and Bama a text after the uh, mm-hmm. Pac-12 championship. So I don't care who they're playing. I'm betting Utah in the Rose Bowl. Kansas City at number twenty nine. Kansas City. So so they didn't so they didn't get to the AFC championship game. Uh they did in this scenario, yes. Because his what? championship game was Tampa against Arizona. Well got to the game but didn't come out of the game. Didn't win the game. Right. He's got New England mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. So twenty nine, Kansas City. And they're taking a what? Another wide receiver. Okay. Another Big Ten one. Well, Nick receiver. just said that they don't have a they don't have a number two option. No. No, they it, it can't. It's not Bell. No. Um, Jahan Dotson. Oh. Penn State. 5'11". Uh-huh. Fast. Uh-huh. Good hands. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a pretty nice weapon. Indeed it the is. The rich getting richer. Can you imagine that? Alave to Green Bay. <laughs> Dotson to Kansas City. And those guys do pan out. Uh, for a whole bunch of teams, <laughs> fans of teams that aren't making to the playoffs, it is mock draft season. And wait us. till the second round for the Bears. Yeah, no first round. Well, you got Justin Fields. You can't be too disappointed. You gave your pick to who? The Giants? Giants. Jeez. Do they have taken Karloftis at five? Uh, 11-15. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with college basketball conversation. Rob Doster coming up next. Field of 68. Have you seen Steve Prohm on any of the... Uh, I haven't, no. I've seen him on there. I haven't listened, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, Heard enough of Mr. Prohm Over the years? Yeah. We got to ask Doster about what's going on over in Nebraska. Yeah, you you got something percolating over there. Yeah, well, Matt Abdel Massey took a leave of absence. Oh. There may and it was, it was referred to as medical related. Okay, but Clippen saved that one. Some folks saying that uh, there might be some NCAA sniffing around on uh, on Nebraska basketball and Fred Hoiberg and his guy Abdel Masi. Doster next. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. UGS. The Chicken Coop is the place for great food and wings with three metro locations. The Chicken Coop has the best, fresh, never frozen wings. Buffalo, garlic jalapeno, buck nasty, tropical heat, pepper teriyaki, garlic parmesan, and so much more. Along with steaks, burgers, ribs, and a children's menu for the little ones. 
And don't forget about the Chicken Coop's daily lunch and drink specials. Catch all the games at the Chicken Coop in Ankeny, Urbandale. Get in on the act with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-XNO. Market homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renters Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renters Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee their professional landlords manage your property 24 7 so you don't have to collect the rent you don't have to maintenance inspections and tax paperwork you don't have to there's no upfront fees no binding contracts and you can cancel at any time find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com that's renterswarehouse.com renters warehouse des moines you can't buy happiness 2020 expenditure now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNL and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Good morning, Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. I just saw the video you were referencing offline. Uh, the Cyclones, by the way, just picked up a three-star defensive lineman, Dominique Orange, his name. Uh, he had a ceremony at his high school. North you know, Kansas City. North Is that where he's from? Yep. I had a whole bunch of hats in front of him. That's some pretty good offers. Yes, he did. Ohio State being one of them. Picked up the Ohio State hat. Went to the, thought he was going to put it on. Threw it over his shoulder and put on an Iowa State cap. That's good for these guys one. having some fun. Yes. And gals when they get that opportunity. High school, I say, I saw Wampka's signing tomorrow or today? Uh, tomorrow's signing day. Tomorrow, yeah. 9.30. I think he's, doing, he's got an event uh, at SEP. Let's get our friend Rob Doster in here. He's covered some recruiting, but... Normally it's hoops. Uh, he's basketball field of 68. We're fortunate to get him. Rob Doster, how are you? I'm doing great now that I know you're not going to ask me about some three-star football defense tackle that <laughs> went to Iowa State. <laughs> you weren't prepared for that, no. I, I just, as up to things as you are, I think that one would have caught you off guard. Uh, Doster, you, know, I, you know what that story reminded me of, though? What's I that? I don't know if you guys remember this. Um, remember Cliff Alexander? Yes. He was a he was like a top five recruit coming out of Chicago. It was like him and Jaleel Okafor, the two best big guys uh, in the country. And he was picking between Kansas and Illinois, and Illinois wanted him bad. And uh, he at, at his announcement ceremony, um, he was sitting there and he picked up the Illinois hat and put it down, and then put the Kansas one on. And I just remember all these videos of like Illinois fans watching it going nuts when he put on the hat and then just completely devastated as soon as he uh as he picked up the Kansas one. That's what that reminded me of. Yeah, uh, there's there would never top the one in state when Harrison Barnes reached out to the community Oof. and said, Come on over, big signing, it's in Ames. Everybody thinks he's going to Iowa State and uh of course we know how that turned out not well as he went off to join Roy Williams and company. Uh Rob, I wanna 
bad before we get to the good. I'm talking about bad basketball before we get to some of the good stuff that's going on, including Iowa State, who I do want to get your opinion on uh, what TJ is doing there. But there's some buzz around Nebraska basketball, and not in a good way, that perhaps something NCAA may be related and may be coming out here in the next day or two. Matt Abdelmasi, one of Hoiberg's assistant, big recruiting guy, you know Abdelmasi. Uh, he's taken a leave of absence. They said it was medical. Uh, we shall see. Are you hearing anything about Nebraska and potential trouble on the horizon? Yeah, it doesn't sound like there's good things going on there. Um, I don't know... I don't have it well enough that I, I would feel comfortable talking about specifics, but I do think that it's, uh, I mean, there, there's there's enough smoke there that I think people can kind of draw the conclusions that they need to make in terms of whether or not something's going to end up happening. So we'll see what ends up playing out. We'll see what ends up uh, being um, spoken about publicly, I guess is maybe the way to phrase it. But, but yeah, I, I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a good thing for, uh, for Nebraska if, if and when uh, this stuff kind of comes out. Hoiberg seemed as much of a home run hire as Nebraska yeah. can get. Mm-hmm. We've seen good coaches go there. It's still a program that has never won an NCAA tournament game. Is it a place you just can't win? Is it because of you know, the recruiting profile that they have? It's a great building that they have with the new arena. They get people in there. It's nothing like that. Why hasn't anybody been able to win, even at a relatively modest level, at Nebraska? And for Hoiberg, is this a swan song? Uh, I, I think that it may be for Hoiberg in terms of why he hasn't been able to get this this particular job going the way that he got Iowa State going is um, I think what he did at Iowa State was kind of the he was a, a little bit at the forefront of the the transfer era right like he was the guy that was yep. able to um, go out there and add the Bryce to John Jones and add uh, players kind of of that ilk that that, that he was picking out of the transfer market like Joe um, who's, who's the kid they got uh, DeAndre Kane. And he was, he was the first guy to kind of go out there and really, really tap into the transfer market. Uh, everybody's in there now. So it, it's not like he was going to be able to do the same stuff there that he was able to do um, when he was at Iowa State. So I think that that kind of hurt him a little bit at Nebraska. And it's also just a different kind of program when you're there. Like when you're at Iowa State, it's, 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 the ba- it's a basketball school first and foremost. I, I, I would – I would, you guys might have a different opinion on that, but I, I view it as a basketball school first and foremost, uh, whereas Nebraska is going to be a football school that seems to enjoy basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I think that, that probably played a role. I still think that Timmy Miles would have been able to get that thing turned around. Like he's, he is a very, very good basketball coach. And, and you know, I, I think that if uh, the year that he went 13-5 or five in the Big Ten um, and still did not get into the NCAA tournament. If he's dancing that year, I think that, that Tim Miles is probably still the coach in Nebraska. Um, and I, I wonder if things would have gone a little bit differently had he still been there. Um, but, I mean, it's just – I think it's going to be a tough job because you really don't have a recruiting base there, right? Yeah. It, it, it's Nebraska. It's Lincoln, Nebraska. It's not like there are a ton <laughs> of uh, basketball powerhouses um, in that part of the country. So I, it's, it just kind of is what it is. I also think it's a weird fit um, in the Big Ten from a basketball perspective. And if you're trying to build up a program, you can, you know, Rutgers kind of is running into the same kind of a deal, right? Like when you're trying to develop and build and grow a basketball program, being in a conference that has 10 teams that are going to be in the NCAA tournament every year, you're just constantly getting your head beaten in. So it's just, it's, it, it's tough, man. It, it's tough. I feel for uh, 
for the people that are trying to grow that because they have a fan base and they have a great arena and it's a tough place to go in there and win. It's just, you know, you got a long uphill battle and um, you need more than like, that's not going to be like a one, two, three year turnaround. It's going to be like you, you need five, six, seven, eight years to develop a culture and a program and, and uh, the patience of an administration that is willing to let you try and do what, for example, Scott Drew has done at Baylor. Yeah, which is remarkable. And there they are right on top of the rankings again as the defending champs. So before we get into some of the surprises, and then, well, I guess this fits right into the surprise list, and that's Iowa State. Uh, Rob, they, as you know, they won two games last year, both of them in, in non-con before they got to conference play where it just was brutal. They're 10-0, and they're ranked number 11, Big 12 looms, but your thoughts on what TJ has done thus far? I mean, it, it's been unbelievable what he's done. I, I, I don't think that I'm alone in saying that I, I had no expectations for Iowa State coming into the season. I think we actually had them last place in the Big 12 coming into the season. And if I remember correctly, when I did, uh, I did the Big 12 preview for the Field of 68 with Steve Prohm and Fran Fischilla, and I don't even know if we, we mentioned Iowa State with Steve mm-hmm. Prohm on there. That's that's kind of what. Uh, what we expected out of Iowa State coming into the season. But I'll tell you what, the biggest reason was that I did not know what they were going to be defensively. And they turned out to be a very, very, very good team on the defensive end of the floor. They get out and pressure you. They force turnovers. Um, so I think that more than anything, uh, the being able to kind of turn that part of the program around, that part of the team around, and then giving them an identity where you're going to be able to – I mean, think about it like this, right? If you're not giving up more than 60, 65 points a game, you're probably going to have a chance to, to knock off anyone if you just happen to have a night where your shots are going down. Now, there's also going to be nights where you do things like score 47 points against Jackson State, and that's <laughs> not going to be the prettiest thing in the world. Yeah. But um, you, you give yourself a really high floor when you're able to get stops at the level that Iowa State is able to get stops. And like I said, team's got an identity. And more than anything else, the most important thing, I think, in college basketball is to have a team that has an identity. Mm. Staying in the Big 12. Number one team in the AP poll is the Baylor Bears after losing four starters. Got some dudes back. Flagler's back there. A couple of bigs with JTT. They got Flo out there. They got some dudes, but still you lose four starters from a national championship team, yet they there they are. Is it a stretch to say the best program in college basketball right now is the Baylor Bears program overall? Um. I don't. I mean, they're they're reigning national champions and number one in the country. Like, what, what am I? What, what am I supposed to say? Like, there's, <laughs> like you, you kind of have to say, it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that they are. I, the, I think the best thing to say about Baylor right now is that the Scott Drew has done a tremendous job at finding guys that he knows are going to be able to fit into the culture that he wants to develop, right? Like he's he's done a very good job at identifying players that just work and kind of like. The Baylor, however you want to, like whatever cliche you want to use, he's found guys that fit into the family that he's built and the culture that he's built and the program that he's built. I um, mean, I think the perfect example of that is James Akinjo, right? Like James Akinjo, uh, when he left Georgetown, um, I think it would be safe to say that there, he had some teammates that would not have said the nicest things about him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when he left Arizona, there he probably would have had some teammates that would have said he was a little bit of a uh, a jerk, for lack of a better term. Um, but from my understanding, talking with people that know James, talking with Scott over the summer, is that this is a dude that is just like wired to win in a way that is almost uh, almost obsessive, right? Like he's he's almost competitive to a fault is the way that it was phrased to me. And putting him in a place where you have a bunch of other guys that kind of view basketball the same way, 
that take it as seriously as he does that are not, you know, a bunch of guys from Europe that maybe aren't necessarily accustomed to what uh, a kid from Oakland is going to view the sport as. Um, and you put him in a culture that where, where he's allowed to just kind of be uh, as as win first and as basketball first as he is, and he's thriving, man. Like, he was the best player on the floor as um, as Baylor just destroyed a good Villanova team. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think more than anything else, that's what Scott's done. Now, I, I'm not ready to say that Baylor is, like, head and shoulders above the rest of the country yet. I think that uh, a lot of what we saw against Villanova had to do with that specific matchup and the way that Baylor could kind of take away certain things defensively. But uh, look, there, there's you literally cannot say anything negative about the Baylor basketball program right now. I think the most negative thing you can say is, yeah, you know what, they definitely are number one, but I don't think that they're like the clear-cut number one team in college basketball. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's probably the most negative thing you can say about them, man. It's it's, it's a lot of fun to watch, and, and knowing Scott and, and kind of how that uh, team has developed and, and that program has developed. I'm, I'm very happy for him that it's worked out there. College basketball, for my money, is better when we it, when we don't know who the best team in college basketball is at, at this point. I mean, I watched Gonzaga early in the year. I jumped on my app. I bet him with both fists because the price is only going down. A couple of nights later, I did the same thing for Purdue because nobody's beating Purdue, and I better get him now. Um, do, do you is there a best team in basketball in your mind right now, Rob Doster? I think that there is a top tier. Uh, and for me, the top tier is Baylor. It's Arizona. Uh, Arizona, it's Duke, wow. It's Duke, um, Kansas. And assuming Cody Riley comes back at 100%, I think I would probably put UCLA in there as well. Uh, Alabama deserves heavy consideration. I'm not quite ready to put them into that conversation yet. You know, I can't forget that they lost to Iona. Uh, but they're very, very good. I think Houston's very, very good. I still... You know they, they they're they're two uh, they're two tough one possession losses away from being undefeated right now, so it's hard to overlook that. But they also took those two losses and they got taken to overtime by I want to say it was uh, Wichita State maybe in the first game of the season. Uh, but either way, like there is a there is a top tier of teams. I don't think that there is a clear cut best team in college basketball. Now that could be proven wrong as, as things kind of move forward with these Bears, but. Uh, I'm not ready to say that they are the clear-cut number one. And, and and honestly, look, you're right. That's the best thing about the sport, and I think it makes uh, for what should be a very, very entertaining march. There are a lot of really good, really old, really talented teams that have pros up and down the roster. And when you have situations like that, as you head into a tournament where all it takes is one off night to get knocked out, like I, I think we're in for a thrilling march. I think we're in for a thrilling season. Look at some of the games that we've already had. Like, Duke and Zag was a classic. Yeah, it was. UConn Auburn was a classic. Alabama Houston on Saturday was a classic. Arizona Illinois on Saturday was one of the most entertaining games that I can remember watching uh, in a long time. So I, I just I'm very very excited about what this college basketball season is going to end up being. We started with Iowa State in the Big Twelve. Let's jump to the Big Ten and Iowa. Quick hit on the Hawkeyes as they've lost three consecutive games after the seven and zero start in the conference as a whole. Michigan, a big disappointment. Maryland's already looking for a new coach with Danny Mandering in the interim there. Purdue took a loss to Rutgers. Big Twelve, a uh, Big Ten, excuse me, as a whole, and a quick hit on the Hawkeyes. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Hawkeyes are really, really good. Um, I, I, you know, I think that they are in a tough situation because their best offensive lineup and their best defensive lineup have like just one or two of the same guys. Yeah. So they can throw on this this that little like one two two quarter court mm-hmm. uh, three quarter court press. They've given a lot of teams a lot of trouble, but when you do that, 
you know, you, you don't have Bohannon out there. You probably don't have um, uh, the McCaffreys out there. So you kind of run into a situation where it's like, okay, when we want to get stops, we got to put this team out there. When we want to get buckets, we got to put this team out there. And so that's always a little bit of a concern for me. But look, they're they're a, a tournament team and probably like a top thirty to forty team in college basketball. And if when you do that, losing what they lost, that's that's really really impressive. So I'm in on the Hawkeyes. As far as the Big Ten is concerned, Michigan's been a little bit of a disappointment. I still think they'll find a way to kind of get this this ship righted, but, you know, the guard plays a real question mark. Uh, Illinois, I think, has, has found an answer by moving Trent Frazier to the point guard spot and, and relying on Alfonso Plummer. So I'm backing on them as a top 15 to 20 team in the sport. But, uh, I mean, the league is deep. The league is tough. Purdue is awesome. My, uh, my favorite sleeper in that conference is Ohio State. I think they have mm. a very real chance to win the conference. Do you have another sleeper that might be 20, 25 to 1 that a guy like the bet futures <laughs> might get involved their, with? Got their app open over there, I think. Um, what is, uh, what, what's Arizona at right now? Because if they're still eighth in the country, you could probably still get a pretty decent price on them. And they're unbeaten, I know that. Yeah. A new coach, boy, they've done a remarkable job. Hey, speaking of but, coach. Hey, look, look ser- no, seriously about Arizona. They, yep. they have. They have really good guard play. Yeah, they have a ton of length and athleticism on their wings. They can really shoot the ball. Their five man Christian Coloco can score in the post. He's a lob target. He's a guy that was able to guard Kofi Coburn one on one on the block on on Saturday. Ben Matherin is a lottery pick. Dalen Terry is a guy that is a like a, a six seven with a seven foot two wingspan, lengthy playmaker on the wing. Azulis Tubelis is a lot better than people realize. And he's six foot eleven. They're big. Their point guard, Kirk Creason, can really operate in ball screens, and he's got a lot of stuff to him, too. Like, he's not afraid to, to go out there and talk a little bit. He makes these floaters. Like, that is a very, very good basketball team. I think they're probably, right now, if I had to rank teams, I would have Baylor number one and Arizona number two. So, mm-hmm. if you can get them, I think they're like, what, what are they? 25 to one. 25, yeah, if you wow. get them at 25 to one, there's, that's, that is a great value right now. Say no more. Hey, last thing for you. Uh, Steve Prohm, I know you're working a lot with him at Field of 68. Uh, how, how's he transitioned from the uh, from coaching into uh, doing what he's doing for you guys? He, I mean, he's really, really good at this. Uh, you guys have talked to him. He's great with the media. He knows the game. He's smart. Um, he can break it down. Uh, I, I think, you know, if he... I, I think he wants to get back into coaching. Uh-huh. He, he, he's, he's still young, man. Like, his wife's pregnant right now. That's how young he kind of uh, was 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 shocking when he uh, when he told me that, but um, you know, eventually he when if and when he ends up getting to TV full time, he's going to be very very good at it. Rob Doster, you're very good at it as well. You have one more trend? I do, and I want a quick hit on the Missouri Valley. Loyola off to a good start, but Drake's been a disappointment here in the state. You and I's been a disappointment. We thought that this was going to be at minimum a two bid league and maybe even three. Boy, the chances of that short of somebody outside of Loyola winning the MVC. Is that completely off the table now, Rob? Yeah, probably. It's been it's been a tough start for him. Um, I still think Loyola is going to do enough where they can probably get in that large bid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you would, if you want a two bid NBC, you're probably going to need like Loyola to lose to win like 17 games in conference play and then lose to whoever the number two team is yeah. in the the final of the Mount, uh, the Missouri Valley tournament. Stinks, but you know it's one of those things. He, I, I think AJ Green, his slow start to the season hurt him. Uh, didn't Northern Iowa? They they had a kid hurt at the yeah. start of the year yep. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Drake, like, it's been, you know, Drake has not been necessarily what we expected them to be. So I, it's probably going to end up being a one bid valley. But I will say this: the ACC stinks. Everybody <laughs> outside of the top three in the Pac-12 stinks. Uh, the A-10 is probably a one bid league. 
the Mountain West is what you're probably getting two out of there. Um, so there's going to be bids. You got to fill them up somewhere. So um, that, that's if you get if Drake and maybe like a Missouri State, you know, if some of these teams can just start winning some games, maybe pick up a couple more wins here before uh, before the turn of the calendar. You know, who knows what could happen. Rob Doster, Field of 68. Rob, thanks for doing this for us. Appreciate it. Look forward to catching up again. Always a pleasure, guys. Good talking to you. Good talking to you. Rob Doster. DraftKings has Arizona 22-1. to MGM had them at 25. 22-1 currently uh, at DraftKings. Got your attention? It does. Just saw them in the Michigan game where they look great. Haven't seen a ton of them outside of that stupid Pac-12 network. Yeah. Going to have to dig in a little bit more on the Wildcats. I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, the roulette, you kind of put you surround your numbers right. stuff. I'm kind of surrounding teams to get to March. Anyways, we will uh, continue on here. We've got Trent's play of the day still to come. Are we going to talk baseball with Matt Snyder? Yep, we're just going to do a quick hit with All Matt right. coming up here on the other side. That's, uh, we'll be right back with that on, four, uh, on uh, 106.3. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Final few minutes here on a Tuesday. Murph and Andy coming up at 1. Uh, the Fanatics at 3. Cyclone Insider goes tonight at 6 o'clock with Randy Peterson, Travis Hines, and company. Right now, Matt Sm- Snyder, CBSSports.com. Matt Trent Ken, sadly, we only have a few minutes to throw the baseball around here in the hot stove season, um, although there really isn't anything to throw around because we are in lockout right now. As you, so what, <laughs> what, what I was just going to say. Like, there isn't that much to say right now. So what so are you writing about at CBSSports.com? I mean, there's only so many lockout stories you can do, right? Yeah, uh, Hall of Fame stuff. I, I've kind of become uh, a Hall of Fame sure. man. So yep. I actually, we set up uh, 19 posts between here and when the Hall of Fame announcement is made. So it's a lot of work, but it's a labor of love for me. I, I really love digging into the cases. There are only a few things that aren't fun, and it's when I have to talk about off-field stuff. Yeah. Uh, as I just told Trent a second ago, I'm in the middle of A-Rod right now, so I was researching the biogenesis scandal, and that's not fun. No. So most of the rest of it's fun. So let's do those PED guys. Um, and I know that we're yeah. coming to the end of a couple of them. Like, I, I watched Bonds play before it hit the fan. Uh, he was a Hall of Famer in my eyes. Likewise, Roger Clemens. Uh, I, yeah. I, there were so many guys in baseball doing it. I'm really torn because it does give you an edge. Will either of them get close? Schilling aside, Schilling, you know, I, he, he's, I think... Well, I'm not sure he's going to get in because he said he doesn't want to get in. But what the PED guys, will they ever get there? Uh, gosh, it's so tough. Um, on this vote, it, it's Boston Clemens last. I don't think they're going to get there. They were in the 61st percentile last year, and they got to get to 75. I, it's hard for me to see. They've been only going up 3 4 5% a year. So to see them get a 14% jump in the last year, would be really shocking. So maybe they get in the 65% range, but that's not going to be good enough, and it's their last time on the BBWA ballot. Um, via Veterans Committee, yeah, you could see them getting in, but you could also see them not. I mean, it, it, that's usually comprised of Hall of Fame players, uh, managers, former executives, uh, historians, media members, and there's only 16 on it. You have to get 12 of those 16 votes. What if you have mm-hmm. several Hall of Fame players on the panel who are insistent that nobody who ever did PED should be in? So it just it depends on how those panels are comprised. I feel like 
if they had that full 15 years, remember a few, it used to be 15 years on the ballot and it got changed in 2012, 13 or 14, somewhere around there. If they had another five years, I would say they're absolutely going to make it because the voting body, you'll continue to continue to see older writers lapse either, unfortunately, but this is a fact of life, either by death or once you haven't covered baseball for 10 years anymore, you lose your vote so through retirement. Um, and then you get newer writers coming on. And a lot of the newer school writers like me are going to be a yes. So just by virtue mm. of the voting body changing, that's why their vote totals keep going up. Um, if they had another five years, they'd get there, but they don't. You mentioned the lockout. Where are we in a look to when a deal is going to be Nowhere. placed? There'll, there'll be rhetoric mm. all over the mm. place. Spring yeah. training on time, regular season on time. I guess that's the biggest question. Yeah, I, I'm not. I would not be confident on spring training starting on wow, time at all. Brutal. But I also don't think they need the full spring training to get ready for opening day. Pitchers will need to build their arms up, but you can throw on your own. Um, now they'll need game reps to build up to stretch out. Maybe they won't be fully stretched out by the start of the regular season. I would be pretty surprised at this point if the regular season did not start on time. I think both sides know coming off the the uh, the COVID-19 delay in 2020 and how frustrated people who were actually having financial problems got hearing about the players and owners fighting over money. Um, I, I think that they know they can't do that again, just fresh off the heels of 2020. Um, so I think they're kind of taking nobody has talked to each other since the lockout started they, they have not spoken at all and i think they're going to continue that through probably the new year but i think early in january they're going to say hey we got to talk we got to start doing some stuff here and uh i would get worried about the regular season if we get into the second week of february and there that hasn't seemed like there's any momentum at all i would get worried then Hmm. Oh, we've got like one minute left uh, with with you, Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com. Is there one signing that made you scratch your head? I mean, in in the race to get everybody signed before it shut down, well, I think it was almost a billion dollars on contracts spent. Yeah. Was there one of them when, well, no, that's a mistake. Who would that be several, if there was? Several. Well, okay. Not necessarily a mistake, but like Eduardo Rodriguez to the Tigers, the first one. The five years in 85, coming off a pretty bad year, and before that he had the heart issues in 2020. He's good when he's on. I just That was surprising. Um, and then Stroman to the Cubs was also surprising. Not that it was bad, but the Cubs hadn't been involved in anybody else on rumors at all. And then at the last minute you had Stroman on a three-year deal, and it's like, why would you do that unless you're trying to compete for next year and if you're trying to compete for next year, where the hell have you been on all these other guys? Yeah, really. Those were the two to me that were like major head scratchers. Happy holidays, Matt Snyder. Uh, thanks again for what you did for us all season long. Uh, good to catch up with you, albeit an abbreviated appearance here. We will talk to you yeah. in uh, 2022. Thank you, Matt. Take care, guys. Good to talk to you. Matt Snyder, CBSSports.com, a little baseball conversation. Would you vote Bonds, Clements? Sosa. Bonds, yes. Bonds, yes, for me too. Clements? No. Not Clements. No. I would. I just don't like him. <laughs> well, you're not alone. That's how writers <laughs> vote, sadly. It is. No, I don't like the guy. What yeah. do you mean, interview? It's not He's fair. Out. It's right. reality. Uh, it's time for your play of the day. Do you have one tonight? I mean, the basketball slate's not the shiniest. Oh, man. There is, you want to make a money line parlay of just a bunch of favorites? There's like 30, 35 point spreads out there with a lot of the really? top teams. Really? 
awful, awful match. Well, it's finals week. Yeah. You know, a lot of teams don't even play. The mm-hmm. ones they do, it's not just a cream puff. You're looking for the, the creamiest of cream puffs, and there's a lot of those out there. I got one, though. Minnesota, the Gophers tonight. What a year they're having. Great year. Taking on Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The Islanders are 8-1. and one, Getting 15 and a half. Give me the Islanders tonight on BTN. <laughs> that will do it for us here on a Tuesday. Appreciate you being with us. Murph and Andy in an hour and five minutes. The Fanatics at three. We're Miller and Condon. Weekdays 10 to noon. On Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.